0: It's Halloween night and the local teenagers have unwittingly unleashed an ancient curse that will turn their quiet New England town upside down. A group of uninvited guests, ghouls, ghosts, vampires, and angry zombies leave the graveyard to join in the Halloween celebration. Now the spirited teens have only a few hours until midnight to reverse the curse and save the town from the ghastly visitors. The result is a hilarious blend of humor and horror. The midnight hour is an enjoyable cross between Night of the Living Dead and an American werewolf in London, a treat filled with tricks and entertainment for the whole family. I'm Corey, And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. We review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So, here we are, week two of our spring cleaning month, getting, you know, the the studio cleaned up, seeing what we haven't watched And uh, we came across this awesome VHS for The Midnight Hour from 1985, which was a made-for-TV movie. Classic. And uh, so we gave it a watch. You just heard what the back of the VHS box had to say. The the collector's edition box.
1: Getting fancy.
0: Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties. Top and bottom three. How should we kick this off?
1: Let's start with the top first.
0: All right, I'll get us going with... The soundtrack to this movie was pretty awesome. It was definitely a much better Halloween mix than the iHeartRadio's Halloween station. By far. Number two. I was quite surprised at how funny this movie actually was. From the dialogue to the actions, it just, it really knew how to make me laugh. I wasn't expecting, like, smart humor. I was expecting, like, dumb slapsticky stuff or, like, really children-y kind of stuff. Not, like the movie actually turned out to be.
1: It ended up being a lot funnier in
0: places I wasn't actually expecting it to be funny. And number one, the special effects and makeup were really on point and creative, especially the first time there was a vampire bite and they had wine bottles spraying red wine everywhere. Since, you know, that much blood on, you know, 1985's network television was a no-no, they got around it in creative ways and there were more instances of uh, things like that happening through the movie. That actually leads to
1: my number three for my top three. Since this was made for, this was a made-for-TV movie, they obviously couldn't show blood or excessive gore, so like you said, one of the scenes when one of the characters was attacked by some vampire zombie, witch, whore, there were a bunch of wine bottles inexplicably flying off shelves and splashing all over the place in a, in a manner that resembled blood. It was definitely creative to say the least. Number two, a good portion of the zombies of this movie were actually pretty cool. They they weren't out to eat brains or bother people. They just wanted to hang out, have a few drinks, party, and try to get laid. At the end, they all kind of you know decided to turn the last the last living person in the town. But you know, party was over at that point. And number one. This movie is incredibly lame in all the best ways. It's cheesy, cliche, and absolutely hilarious. I really enjoyed it.
0: So, on to the bottom. For me, number three. This movie really feels like it didn't wrap things up properly. I mean, it seemed way too easy to reverse the spell at the end. How did Sandy know exactly what to do? And is anyone else in the town have memory of what transpired that evening? Or are they even still alive? Do we know? No. No, we don't.
1: I kind of like that aspect. Is Phil the only person left in his town or not? Or we is... find out, and it, I kind of think it's better
0: that way. Or, or is Phil dead because he, you know, did the magic spell to seal everything away, and he's in his own purgatory? Phil was dead all along. All right. What's what a twist? <laughs> Number two. Every one of Phil's friends are a complete douchebag. I mean, they're always doing things that he's like, we're gonna get in trouble, guys. We shouldn't do this. They don't listen to him. You know, they blow him off and, you know, try and get laid by other people. It's just, they're just not good people.
1: Warburton was kind of a dick in high school, apparently.
0: Well, I mean, he was from New York. Can you blame him? Number one for me. So in the never-ending quest for Phil to get laid, he'd, he spoiler alert, guys, he doesn't get laid, oh. whether it be from magic spells or fucking wolfmen jumping on the roof of cars. You know, he just he can never catch a break. I, I, I really feel for him like like I was like I was rooting rooting the whole time. Phil, come on, you and Sandy, get it on. And Sa- Sandy was trying to make it happen. But, you know, it just it was the stars did not align for Phil. He ended up as stiff as the corpses in the graveyard. <laughs> his balls were as blue as his car. <laughs> all
1: right, number three. I agree. All of Phil's friends are assholes. They ignore his advice. They make fun of him constantly in a manner that's more than just being fin- just friendly. And they're constantly just treating him like shit. And, you know, Phil, for the most part, was kind of a pushover p- for putting up with it all. You know, maybe it's better if they're all, c- if they're all dead after all that Phil's probably better off. Number two. So, this was a horror comedy, allegedly, but the parts that I think were supposed to be horror-esque were so inadvertently hilarious that they are actually funnier than the parts that were blatantly trying to be funny. kind of worked,
0: but not for the reasons that I think they wanted. Well, the movie also, it it did one of those bad things where it was like, kind of mostly a comedy until like five minutes before the end of the movie then the tone like they flipped the switch and they were like okay it's a horror movie now like they didn't really bridge that gap very well
1: yeah there were parts where like there it was interspersed with what i think was supposed to be horror like there was that one vampire lady who attacks that one chick and i'm like is this supposed to be horror just goofy and like I don't know, the one judge guy gets like a shoulder rub of death, and I, I don't know if that was supposed to be scary. It was uh, it wasn't, but you know, it was <laughs> still entertaining. And number one, god damn it, Phil, you've got this hot, recently resurrected sh- chick um, trying to get with you, and he, he just kept fucking it up for himself. He's kept fucking himself over when he was supposed to be fucking her. Like I knew there were zombies and werewolves and some stupid curse, but goddamn it, dude! Like, get your priorities in order, Phil.
0: Goddamn it. So, uh, one of the things we did mention a little bit, I think, you know, in the humor of this movie was the uh, the dialogue. So, let's have ourselves a good old fashioned quote war, quote war. So we'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes, Paul. Why don't you get us started this time? All right then, damn kids and their
1: loud music. It's not Watergate. He who has died shall rise again. Popcorn. This is
0: going to be a weird night. Look out, it's the midnight hour, baby. The chaperones are out of wine. I'm not afraid of death. I'm going for it. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film or anything else you'd like to share about it, leave it in the comments below. I think it's time for our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through it? I gave it a 2 out of 10. I gave it a 3 out of 10. So for me, The Midnight Hour was a pleasant surprise in the world made for TV movies. In lieu of violence, language, and nudity, they had to rely on special effects, humor, and characters to engage the audience. And gee willikers, did they have me hooked. The costumes and makeup were fantastic. The soundtrack was jiving. I was rooting for Phil and Sandy from the time he laid eyes upon her. And, you know, I went into this thinking it was just going to be another hokey jump scare horror film for children. But it was a legitimate attempt at a horror comedy. You know, if you ever come across a copy, don't wait till The Midnight Hour. Pop it into the closest VCR and enjoy it any time of day or night. The Midnight Hour is not a film that I could reasonably consider
1: great, necessarily. It's a made-for-TV movie from 1985, so I wasn't expecting much. However, this movie ended up being unexpectedly hilarious. It's absolutely ridiculous, incredibly dated, and extremely entertaining. I have no idea how much of this movie was supposed to be funny, and how much of it was due to either incompetence, not aging well, or a mix of both. Whatever the reason, I had a great time with this one. The Midnight Hour is one of those tragically overlooked horror comedies, which, much like Phil, was left unfulfilled.
0: One of the saddest things I found out, like, as we were watching this, and I, I enjoyed it so much, I actually looked it, and it seems like it's not available on DVD or Blu ray here in the US, so I'm kind of saddened. Like, I, I am very happy that I have this collector's edition VHS, but uh, I don't even know where I got it, like a, a thrift store or something, but at least I have a copy of it.
1: I feel like watching it on VHS is the only true way of watching it. Like, watching this in in high definition
0: seems like it would take away half the fun. Like, this truly, to me, I think is going to be one of those staples of, like, Halloween parties for years to come. Just throw it on my TV at my house. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. So, if you uh, have the film or find a way to see it and you want to drink it away, I think we can help you there. We'll tell you how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. boom, boom, boom. We'll give you some drinking games for this film. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time you see a reference to another horror movie, take a drink. Whether or not it's a real reference or just a reference you come up with. Number two, every time the judge is drinking, take a drink. Number three, whenever someone gets denied, take a drink. Number four, anytime the radio announcer is talking, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's spring cleaning month, every time something looks like it needs cleaned up, take a drink.
1: Every time there's an explosion, take a drink. Every time Phil tells his friends that they shouldn't be doing something, take a drink. Every time someone uses outdated slang, take a drink. And every time someone crashes a car, take a drink. And those are your ways to
0: drink away the stick.
1: If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B Movie related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us bmoviebros@gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com/bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats, on our website bmoviebros.com, where new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below.
0: Well, we've come to the end of week two here for Spring Cleaning Month in this month of May. Um. It's, it's pretty obvious for me. Number two, Faces of Death. I, it was kind of just something that was on and a chore to watch. Number one, The Midnight Hour. It was really surprisingly enjoyable, maybe for the wrong reasons, but I loved it nonetheless. Yeah, my ranking's the same.
1: Number two, Faces of Death. I saw it, and I don't plan on seeing it again. Number one, The Midnight Hour. It was surprisingly
0: hilarious, and I will definitely see it again. So next week, uh, in our cleaning, we came across even more VHSs, and we uh, came across a good one, friends. We're jumping into this this century, the year two thousand, an anime feature, Vampire Hunter D, more Dead Rising. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. And all i skor och som i